Today. Well, yeah, we are the guests. We are the guests. In the house of your family. We're putting my parents' family. service to the test. <laughs> and, and drinking their wine. We bought this one. This one we bought with our own money. You bought with your own money. Can I tell them what you said in the liquor store? We need to tell. The people need to know uh, how good I am off the cuff. Yeah, we were in the Surrey liquor store and, uh, you know, searching, searching the fridge for a delicious white wine. White wine. And, uh... Katie went up to the counter and was just like, oh, you've got a great selection of whites here. And too many beets. <laughs> white wine, I mean. Of course I mean white wine. Uh, you know, we don't come to Surrey very often, though, so the other part, pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the cashier seemed to think that I was more humorous than insane. Yeah. So? Just vaguely xenophobic. Or was I calling them out for being xenophobic? Oh. Surrey's pretty diverse. It's pretty diverse. It's wonderful. You get so much, you can buy a big fucking tub of ghee in the grocery store. I like it. all the delicious food that you want. It's a good time. It's really good. No, it's good. It's just that I grew up in North Delta, so there's like this dumb fake rivalry that isn't actually real. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fine. On this side, you know, the world, it's great. We're in a gated community. We're in a gated community. (laughs) We're young people (laughs) in a gated community. (laughs) That's why I get like David Lee Roth to fucking parachute in. And just add his part. Does to he the live song. around here? Does he live here? Well, he's old enough. Yeah, he's certainly old. I feel like we're probably not even allowed to be here without my parents being here. I think this is one of those like fifty-five and up, uh, or you'll be murdered. Well, as we drove in after getting our groceries and wine, the gate fucking closed on our car. So they're just like, "No, you're not old enough to be here." And I honked at it as if that would help. Yeah, I thought the power of horn song would be enough. But uh, apparently if you just keep driving through, the gate will open again, so. I guess. It was touch and go there for a second. I was really scared. I was really scared. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay now. I've <sighs> eaten half of a chicken and half of a kale salad. Yeah, and... we finally did the thing where we uh, we ate a rotisserie chicken. We but... hunkered over a rotisserie chicken and ate it with our hands, like proper young ladies. Mm-hmm. Kale salad, a little bit of white wine. And... A little bit of white wine. Yeah, so this is good our selection of whites. It's a Good Friday night, and we're just kind of having a bit of a grown-up retreat. Yeah, um, here as our aged ladies, basically. I want to take a bath later. It's gonna be awesome. You have a real good history of coming to a place where there is a clean bathtub and going, I want to take a bath so much, and then you see the shower and you're like, maybe I'll just have a shower instead. Well, the shower has a beautiful shower head, though. Every shower, in, there are three showers in this gated community house, and each one of them has a shower head the size of a dinner plate. And it's pretty good. And sorry, the environment, it's better. It's just better. I don't take long showers, but like... If you can have that luxurious, like, the big rainfall kind of thing, like, I just want to stand under it and sing just Africa by Toto. <laughs> just sing Africa by Toto again. It's so good. Like, there's just something so satisfying in that. That video is shit. It's the worst music video. Oh my god. Just looks like a bunch of, like, math teachers from the 70s getting together to just have a racist song. It's just like, Africa's a country, right? 
Dear Lord. I watched a movie with my mom the last time that I was down there, and it was in, um... I'm like, sorry, the last time you were down in Africa? Down in Gibson's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we watched a movie that was set in Africa, in, I believe it was, uh, Equatorial Guiana, and it was okay. a little island off the coast, and basically it was all in Spanish, and it was this, like, young woman from Spain that goes back there to, like, visit her old family plantation, and all the people Ooh. are still there, they're just like... Yeah, we remember your father, he was a fucking colonist asshole, and then she winds up, like, sleeping with a bunch of people, and it's very romantic. What was it called? Uh, I believe it, uh, it wasn't Snow Falling on Cedars, because that's a different movie. Oh, boy. But it was something like Pine Trees, Pine Trees in the Snow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but it was just, like, we were looking at a map, then, of, like, where is this little island, and then just how fucking huge the continent of Africa actually is. Africa is massive. Yeah. It's massive. And there are many countries inside of it. Yes. And I've tried to memorize them because of that uh, Flash game online where you just try to remember the names of all the countries and a, glo- and a, a map fills in before you as you come up with the names. And you're like, you do not know half of the countries in South America that you think you do. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you, Suriname? Do you remember that? I didn't. Mm. I do now. Wait, is that in Africa or is it in South America? I'm really bad at geography. Yeah. I would have been so fucking shit on where in the world is Carmen Sandiego once it got to the part in the end where you have to put the big, uh, you know, those big markers with the fucking sirens on them, like, on the right countries that were unlabeled on a huge global map. Mm. And no one ever won. Like, and if you did, you just won encyclopedias or, like, a trip to Disneyland or I know, something. I always a big set of encyclopedias. Man, oh man, like... I had a huge set of encyclopedias. Never once cracked them. But, like, now to think about it, to be, like, so much is changing. Like, you look at an old encyclopedia, it's like, ha, ha, ha. How silly were they that they thought that such and such. The knowledge was static and you could print it on a page. But, because, like, you know, objectivism, right? It's like, well, this must be true because we discovered it with science and figured it out. And so, therefore, it will never change. And then it... And then it did. Everything's so obsolete. So then the fact that everything gets super updated on the internet constantly is just like, I don't know. It's pretty sweet. It's fucking exhausting, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the constant. You cut yourself off of social media, Katie. I didn't cut myself off. I just, like, deactivated my Twitter. Declined to participate for a while. I'm still, like, on most most of my sites. It's just that Twitter is such a political site right now, and I just, I feel so helpless and hopeless about that. Because I don't even live in the States. And I can't really do anything, like, what can... I can't even sign petitions half the time, because you have to have an American address. Mm-hmm. But, like, what can I do? Just feel bad with other people? It doesn't really help them in any way. So I was like, oh, this is just hurting my mental health. So I just deactivated Twitter again. Mm-hmm. I went off it for a week. Then I came back for a week. And then I was like, oh, this... I still feel shitty. And all I use Twitter for is to complain and seek attention. So I deactivated it, which is sort of too That's bad. That's what Tumblr is for now. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> and, but there's, like, people that I, I talk to almost exclusively on Twitter who I really like, and I get bummed out when I don't get to talk to them, so it makes me want to go back, but it's also kind of, it's such a small percentage of the time I actually spend on there. It's, like, a real cost-benefit analysis, you yeah. know? And it doesn't always come up winning, so. And I've been spending less time on Facebook and less time on Tumblr and just kind of trying to be on like, constantly updating websites less, so I, I, I look for anything that isn't current events right now. Yeah. it's I saw someone put something on Twitter that was like, oh, the media is talking about such and such, but, like, we already talked about that, like, yesterday on Twitter, and we already had the discussion, so they're, like, <laughs> behind, and it's like, oh my god, how fucking exhausting is that? Like, A, situations evolve, mm-hmm. and also, you don't have to immediately 
get your word in on Twitter to then be on the record of being like, I talked about it first. And then you might have been wrong about it. Well, that's just it, God. right? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really speak to the sort of nuance that I like to have in conversations in my life. Yeah. Like, I definitely got into a few things uh, on Facebook that I didn't necessarily mean to. Uh, I got into a conversation with somebody who I have a lot of respect for who just comes from a different professional background than I do and we just have different perspectives on some things that I find really emotional but it was nice to be able to engage in that discussion uh, I won't go into super details here but uh, uh, it was nice to be able to engage in that discussion say what I needed to say then admit like this is very emotional for me and I'm having a hard time being objective about this but like just seeing this is hard for me mm-hmm. and then just letting that be my contribution to the conversation I think that's important which... for people that especially when they're talking about something as their profession yeah to be like your profession isn't just your, like, professional standards yeah. of conduct or whatever. Yeah. It actually touches a lot of people in a lot of different ways that can be very hard to, totally. and challenging. No, absolutely. And so that was that was really what I wanted to, to make sure that I was leaving the discussion saying that. Because, like, I could have gotten really heated about it because I have very strong feelings about it. But but it was like, you know, I really respect where you're coming from and I, and I, I really like you as a person. So let's just step back from this and come back to it when we can. Um, and then maybe we can come to a place of agreement later, like in person, face to face or something. Which is so much better. Which is so much better. And I just like, I don't, I, I, I've been sort of patching up things with a lot of people lately who've reached out to me and said stuff like, you know, I think I've learned a lot in the last few months and stuff I was maybe harsh to you about before. I don't necessarily feel that way anymore. And so I just really, I really appreciate, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it when people say like, I think I was wrong before and I'm really sorry and thank you for having patience with me or something like that. That is the nicest thing I can hear from somebody. Mm-hmm. It makes my heart just crack open and welcome them in, you know, like <laughs> it's like you can come to the party. Absolutely. Like I don't, I don't like having conflict with people and I don't bear grudges with people, especially when they want to learn and want to be forgiven and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, that's really, you know, I'm just, I, I'm on antidepressants. I'm feeling really good about it. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> um, you were saying that it's been kind of a weird switch in, like, after the American election happened, people are kind of like, the people that would normally joke about, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to be edgy. I'm going to push the limits. I'm going to make all these jokes. Like, mm-hmm. To then be like, oh shit, this is a real life consequence of a lot of this rhetoric that I like to say as a joke just to like push people's buttons for fun. And they're like, oh, my jokes got elected president, basically. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. Like, they were just a joke, but now they have, my jokes now have codes for whatever. Yeah, (laughs) Christ. Yeah. And so they're kind of switching their perspective a little bit, being like, maybe I'm going to try being kinder to people because it's actually not that hard and... Yeah. It makes me feel better in my soul. It's like, yes, welcome. There's lots of room on the bus for you. Yeah. I just, like, I guess I've, uh, being able to sort of shut the thing off in my brain recently that's, that uh, tells me that I, I'm shit um, and that I should that's feel bad about good. everything all the time uh, has just, it hasn't turned me into somebody who doesn't, like, self-moderate and doesn't sort of, like, observe what I'm doing in a critical way um, to ch- alter my behavior, which is exactly what, you know that means <laughs> I just said the same thing twice in different words whatever um so I, I still fuck, so. <laughs> I still do that uh but I, I it's less like with shame involved you know there's a little bit less guilt and there's a little bit less shame and I don't know if that's a serotonin thing or a dopamine thing or something but that's I've always struggled so much with shame and guilt and I still have it but it's quieted to the point where I can do things now um and that doesn't have to stop me 
it doesn't it's it doesn't like cause the same sort of mental paralysis that it has in the past. Oh, it's so amazing! It's really amazing, and so that's that's made it so that I am able to see the stuff that is working in my life. You know, the stuff that is really functioning well. And the thing that I'm noticing is that, like, okay, community building is clearly the thing that's most important to me. It's, like, making sure that people feel seen and recognized, that they have a place, uh, and that they feel appreciated. That is my whole life goal, pretty much. And so to see that I have, even in my difficult times, been doing that, like, kind of just at a constant, low, quiet rate, been able to sort of build up relationships with people, whether that's through comedy or in my job or just with my friends because you know I have a pretty diverse group of friends and acquaintances and with Facebook Twitter Tumblr that kind of stuff you're in constant contact with a lot of people and to be able to sort of reach out to people and be like oh hey I love you is just so super nice um yeah and I think we talked about that on the podcast last week that the the post that I had on Facebook where I ended up just telling a bunch of people why I love them and it's still fucking going I think I I, I haven't (laughs) I haven't done a new entry in the last few days I think somebody might have liked it in the past and I should go back and take a look but I'm afraid of opening up that can of worms again because it was like 65 plus paragraphs that I wrote for people because I wrote 60 about 60 or 65 messages to people and each one was minimum a paragraph some of them were two or three you know what that that's a book it's not a book it's it's a novella it's like a little no but like a little chat book like yeah like a cute little book of like love letters to your friends, Mm -hmm. and you just, you anonymize the name, and you just keep all those nice things, people would read that and be like, that is like me, it's like like horoscopes or something like that. that's an idea, that seems a bit narcissistic on my my point, but, uh, I don't know, you already just wrote 65 paragraphs. About how much I love other people. Yeah, put one on each page, and then people can flip through, and just like, you sitting and taking a shit, and you read that, it's like such a nice Oh, I'm so glad that that's just like, you would just feel so comfortable with my words in your ears that you would just, just deuce it out real good. Yeah, well, I wouldn't hear just, your voice. Just like, duke, just duke that duke right out of there. It would make somebody just like feel so full of gratitude that they wouldn't be able to contain they any shit. They couldn't control, the, control their gratitudes. <laughs> Cripes. Instead of calling it a bathroom reader, just call it the book of gratitudes. <laughs> book of gratitudes. I guarantee you there is at least one Uncle John's bathroom reader in this household somewhere. I promise it's here somewhere. Yeah. So if you need to if you need to have a deuce. I've never pooed. <laughs> in my life. I have never. Ever. <laughs> never. I just never I never have to read. I never have to like sit. <laughs> You're just, just quick in and out. I've never had any kind of like the the tension in that. Like, <laughs> God bless you. You're lucky. I remember I remember talking to like a friend of mine that was just like, yeah, ever since I was a kid, like it takes me twenty minutes. Like, I sit down on the toilet and I have to just wait for it to happen. And I'm just like, oh, I just know when it is, and then I just do you it. You gotta and I'm done. know when to drop them. <laughs> know <laughs> when to plop them. Kenny Loggins. That's Kenny Rogers. It's Kenny Loggins would be Highway to the Toilet Zone <laughs> oh Kenny Loggins is a better poop name Kenny Loggins the Toilet Wow this got very Scatological <laughs> really quickly I thought we were better than this I know it's too bad we're in the suburbs So we've reverted to teenage Everything Teenage poop jokes Bow bow Oh boy. I wanted to compile all of the songs that have to do with the suburbs for like Okay, the suburbs. Yeah. By Rush. 
Oh, I, that's Subdivisions, oh, I think yeah. is the name of the song by Rush. I was thinking of oh. Ar- the Arcade Fear, I oh, believe yeah. is their and name. And then there's also We're Rockin' the Suburbs. Was okay. that Ben Folds? We built these suburbs. And then Matthew Good's Suburbia. Okay. Very good. I'm excited. I'm going to see Matthew Good again. Uh, he's doing a whole relaunch of Beautiful Midnight, which is my favorite record. Does that have Hello Time on it? It sure does. That's a good tune. Yeah. They're going to do the whole record live. It's going to be fucking a sweet. A record. Gonna be fucking sweet, man. The guy's old now. Yeah, he's Do you think great. you do our podcast? No. <laughs> Good, I don't want him. Only if you promise to have a threesome with him after all. Oh my god, Chris. <laughs> did we talk about that on the podcast yeah, already? Yeah, we already did. Okay, I just forget that about my parents sometimes. Like, we're in their house and it made me think of them. That's <laughs> like, I don't want them to know that I was offered to have a threesome with Matthew Good. <laughs> they, they know. They, they just knew from looking at me in the eyes. They're like, something's changed about you, Katie. You're a different person now. You've seen things. Canadian musicians have propositioned me. <laughs> Little did you know, you would become friends with so many more Canadian musicians who would smooch y'all. Stop cetera. smooching me, Canadian musicians. I can't. Get off of me, Sarah McLaughlin. No! <laughs> I won't adopt your puppies or touch I your puppies. Yeah, she totally, she thought she wrote that song about you because you wouldn't kiss her. She's so mad at me for not kissing her. Jan Arden, too. Jen Arden, Alanis Morissette, very... She has some advice to give me on how to be insensitive. <laughs> Jen Arden. Yes. That's that... a joke just for my dad. He loves Jen Arden very much. And here we are on his couch. And here we are. This is my mom's couch. Oh. This is Brenda's couch. <laughs> it's a good... She sits here and watches Chef's Table. That's great. Yes, I would love is. to do that later. We can 100% do that because I'm pretty sure they got the Netflix. Sweet. I really don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about today, dude. Dude, we've been going for a while. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself just fine. I have plenty of things to talk about. Okay, how was your week? What do you want to talk about? My week was great. My week's, my life is great. Everything's great. Great, great, great. Antidepressant. Antidepressant. <laughs> You're like Sleeping an advertisement for, yeah. I had a really funny doctor's appointment on Monday, um, which is, I went in to just review the uh, results of my antidepressants, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going well. Um, I haven't had any real side effects except for I was taking them at night and then I was waking up at three or four in the morning for a couple of hours, which is, you know, as I do, fairly regularly. But up until that point, like, since I, before I started taking the pills, I was sleeping through the night for mm-hmm. a couple of months. Yeah, so that was a big fucking bummer to be like, now I'm back to insomnia. Now I'm back. Awake at night. Anyway, so she told me, just uh, take it in the morning instead. I was like, great, but I also hear that people get really drowsy when they take it. And she's like, yeah, well, just, you know, just see, just see how it feels. Uh, so I started taking it at eight o'clock in the morning instead, and, um, I've been sleeping just fine, but I get to spend the first three hours of being awake feeling just high as balls. That sounds awesome. It's great. It, it's, t- it feels kind of like I've just taken a fat sativa bong rip or something, so I'm just kind of like, fine, a little dopey, but just, just chillin'. So it's been nice. Seems um, like a good way to, like, greet the day. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. It certainly makes my morning commute way more pleasant. Uh, oh, I'm shit. Like, I'm like, I, I look at people sort of beatifically. Like, there are certain people who are often on my same commute, and there's this one, like, white super Buddhist person who has, like, like Dharma paint on their forehead or something and are always doing, like, prayer beads inside of what looks like a Crown Royal bag. It looks odd, but I just, like, I watch this person, I'm like, oh, that's so nice to be so spiritually connected, instead of, like, you smell like patchouli, (laughs) or something. Like, I feel much more generous. Um, Man, being generous on the morning commute in that sardine can of a 145 up the hill is, It's not easy. It's not easy, my dude. That's really, that's a nice thing. Yeah, you haven't texted me 
with about like, hatred. Yeah, like these fucking people with their backpacks in my face. That was that was definitely me coming down off the hill today, though. It was just that the bus wouldn't start, and then it it took me like an hour to get home today. It was just a really big pain in the ass, and I was very crabby. But it turned out I was just super hungry because the second I got some. Just, like, shoved a hummus hose in my mouth. I was, like, totally fine. Okay, please elaborate on hummus hose. Okay, this is, like, my wife was also like, Katie, what is a hummus hose? I'm like, it's very evocative, isn't it? Like, a hose that sprays hummus. It's not a real thing. It's just something I wish existed. Okay, it sounded like it was very real. It was very real to you. It was, it's real to me, Chris. I just pictured, like, a go-gurt, but of hummus. That would be delicious. Just, but, like, I like having my hummus on a crunchy thing. I don't just want to ingest the paste. Well, I would eat the cracker and then ingest the paste. It would just be, like, mixing it in my mouth. Like, making, like, like taking a squirt of quick and then a, a chug of milk and then, like, mixing it in your mouth. Gross, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> your face when you said gross was so good just now. You want to hear my gross, like, tube food story? <laughs> Can I just, one last thing yes. about the doctor's appointment, which is the funny part. Oh. Which is... Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh my god, you shithead. Um, the <laughs> the funny part of the doctor's appointment was my doctor trying to tell me how to fall asleep because I fucking hate it when someone tells me how to do something that's reflexive. Like, I get really mad. They had a different doctor tell me that if I wanted to lose weight, I just had to replace bad food with good exercise. I was like, thanks, doctor. Fuck. You went to medical... You went to medical... I tried to say medical school in one syllable and it did not work. Medical. You went to medical school to tell me that that's how you be not fat. Thank you, sir. Very helpful. That's dumb. Super dumb. Anyway, my doctor was just telling me all this stuff. She's like, yeah, mindfulness works really well. Meditation, a little bit of yoga, that kind of stuff. I was like, (laughs) but she was like, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night, don't think that you need to get back to sleep. Just like think about how it feels nice to be in your comfy, warm bed. Um, that your pillow feels nice, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, weirdo. Uh, and then she was like, <laughs> you know, Katie, sleep is like an orgasm. <laughs> if you try to do it, it's going to be really difficult for you. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I've got the best GP in the universe. Yeah, that's funny. I She's like giving that. me sex and sleep advice all at the same time. Thank you, Dr. Howard. Wow, yeah, multifaceted. <laughs> Very multifaceted. She's hilarious. I love her. I've got very good health practitioners right now, so I'm doing doing just great. Good. Doing good. Really happy to report that I'm in a good place right now. Fuck yeah. How was your week, Chris? Um, yeah, it was good. I, uh, well. <laughs> I well. Like, it was good. Uh, my friend passed away, which I'm very sad about. I say with a giggle and I make you spit take. Sorry. But I had, I had a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they've come sort of full circle. Right. And I did a thing that you are often saying, like, Chris, you never really express your feeling. You kind of, if you have a bad feeling, you push it down. Right. So the day that I learned that my friend passed away from cystic fibrosis-related complications, um, it was a friend of mine in Scotland who was, like, just a real fucking sweetie mm-hmm. and just a real loss to the world. For sure. Like, he was so sweet. I love him and his husband so much. Like, they were some of the closest friends that I had in Scotland of just, like, we're all sort of pansexual, weird, queer druids rather than just, like... <laughs> let's go out to the bar dancing people. It was, like, kind of a nice... Anyway, they're very, very, very sweet. So that night I just, like, was like, instead of just repressing it, I'm gonna have a good fucking cry. Yes. So I drank some wine, I played sad songs on the piano, I figured out a bunch of Smashing Pumpkin songs on the piano, and just sang them, like, loud and sad, and my guy made me dinner, 
Aww. just while I, like, raged on the piano, and then Aww. just, like, we ate dinner, and then he just held me while I, like, sobbed for a while, Aww. it was just, like, and then I felt, you know, still, like, sad and tender the next day, but then by the next day, I was just, like, feeling good again, and it was That's just, like, this, great. feeling your feelings and, like, expressing them, like, out loud instead of just holding them in is, like, so important. Holy and, fuck, like, yeah, for like, for as me- much as I feel like I'm a emotionally in tune person, I sure don't allow myself to really, like, rage out against shit. To feel the, feel the nasty feelings. Yeah. That's so good, though. Like, there's, when you fully, like, go full sad goth, like, sometimes it feels really, it feels good and it's bad feelings. Like, it's kind of like that thing where you're stretching out a painful muscle, kind of. Yes. Like, you're like, oh, oh, I hate this. But then when you let go, the endorphins just sort of yes, hit it's, you. Yes, it's, it's so easy to sleep after you've had a big fat Well, ride. that was it. I slept so, so, so well. And then I went to work feeling, like, tired but drained but calm, you know? Yeah, I do. And luckily, like, my work is super supportive, and, like, my boss is just very much like, yeah, it fucking sucks when friends die young. Let's have a hug. Let's just have a tender day today, and it was, like, so nice. That is nice. So, that, like, it felt really good, so I feel like I've come out of it feeling, like, a much more... Yeah, yeah. um, And then, like, seeing the post from, like, my friend's husband being like, okay, so we're having the memorial, this is a fucking party. Like, we want to have a party. Yeah. Like, Gary wanted a party, and, you know, we talked about this, like, quite extensively, like, we're having, like, karaoke, where whatever color makes you feel great, even if it is black, that's fine, too, you know, just, like, we're having the party, so I was just like, oh, yay, like, it's all kind of working through. That must have been so, like, for for the husband in this situation, to marry somebody who has cystic fibrosis, like, you know you're on borrowed time. Yeah, they got married, like, quickly, because they knew that he was going in and out of the hospital a lot, so they're like, we're having our civil ceremony right now. We get to have this time, and that's really, that's really, that that really calls attention to the fact that it's like, you gotta do what is right, no matter, like, how much time Mm -hmm. you get to do it, like, just follow what feels like you have to do, you know? And I haven't really had a close friend pass away, only grandparents and, like, lots and lots of, like, clients and people that I worked with in more of a So seldom people our own age, and, like, class and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it just kind of was, it really hit me, like, harder than I thought it would, but it was good to sort of express through. And then it's like, I don't want to get into that thing where it's like, okay, I know that life is short, I'm going to make an impulsive decision, but it really did give fuel to my fire about, like, here's my plan for the next year. Yeah. You know, it's coming up the end of the year. As soon as I start getting into winter, my Capricorn tendencies just, like, take over. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, gotta fucking organize some shit. I know what I want to do for the next year. So I'm going to make it happen, and then I also want to do a bunch of other stuff. And uh, I was saying to you today, like, I did a, I partook in a bloodless coup, took over an organization. <laughs> I just love saying it. Just love the phrase, bloodless coup. I know, because much. suddenly I'm the president of an organization, because nobody else wanted to do Not it. Not just a member, you're also the president. Yes, and so, <laughs> and so yeah, basically there's, like, committee organization thing was just sitting stagnant for, you know, six months. The president quit. The vice president didn't want to fill in. She was like, I know that technically as vice president I should step in, but I don't want to. So I will continue to be vice president. Anyone else can... Be the president. Be the president. And so then it just sat for a while. I'm stepping down. I'm not running for president. (laughs) That was me this time! (laughs) 
It was I, me with the Hamilton. I suppressed bit. three Hamilton things already in like our chat so far, so I'm trying to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us has to be bad. <laughs> so you became the president, el presidente. Yeah. So basically, like, I I wanted to send this email, being like, hey, you guys, like, nothing's really happened with this for a while, like. I actually have a lot less going on in my life. I've cut out some like other recurring extracurricular commitments and I would be willing to take on this role unless anybody else wants to. And then I was like, you know what? I actually really want to be the leader of this, so I'm just going to say that. Vroom, vroom. Leader of the pack. <laughs> that you. That song always made me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. I don't know, dead boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Too sad. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I sent this very decisive email of just like, Hey guys, nothing's happened for a long time. Uh, here's what's going on with me. I feel like my work-life balance is good. I'm going to take this shit on. If anyone else, like, and I didn't say it, unless anyone else wants to, I was like, I want to do this. If anyone else has had a passionate change of heart, because last time we talked, nobody wanted to. Yeah. So if you have had one, get at me. Like, we'll sure. work this out. But otherwise, like, I would like to be the leader of this. What do you guys think? And I just got this flood of support being like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Nobody else wanted to do it. That's brilliant. So I'm like, is this a bad idea? But no, it's going to be great. My only job is to plan a party. It's great. Yeah. It's wicked. You'll do awesome. Mm -hmm. You throw great parties. Yeah. So I'm super Plus it just looks so cool. Like, El Presidente. You're such a cool dude. (laughs) You'll do great at it. I'm sure you will. I don't know. I just felt good to be like, you know what? I do want to do this. And I'm going to just say that thing. Yeah. That's so great. So, and then I don't, and then, like, trying to make plans for the future when my future is a little bit uncertain, just in, like, where am I going to be? Like, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, I work in a political office, there's an election coming up. Yep. You work for somebody that may or may not get elected. I feel quite confident, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, who knows? So I'm like, well, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for this, and we'll, if something else happens, like, we'll just roll with it. Cross that bridge when you come to it. But, like, there's no fucking point in not doing what you want to, because maybe something might not be the best in the future, like. Christ, yeah, that's something that I've struggled with my whole life. Yeah. I don't want to overcommit myself and then disappoint people, I don't want to feel overcommitted, like, because I've done that before. Back in 2011, I I just had so many things on my plate, like, we were doing, we were on the same organizing committee for, Mm -hmm. like, a, a big event, and... I was just trying super hard to be a certain kind of person mm-hmm. and to to just, like, put a hand in so many things. Like, I wanted to achieve stuff, mm-hmm. and I just, like, got so caught up in that that I ended up feeling really joyless. Like, I was just exhausted and wasn't sleeping, and I was I, I was trying so hard to do well in school at yeah. the same time. So, so now I'm just kind of, like, I say yes to a lot of things that people ask me to do, but if I, if I have any hesitancy in terms of my desire to do it, that's when I tried to just get back to people. Mm-hmm. I did actually finally get offered a spot at the Laugh Gallery, but I couldn't take the day that it was offered to me because I already had plans. Mm. But, like, I already had a commitment, and I was like, fuck, I hope that doesn't mean that I have to just wait another six months to ask again because I felt like such a dick. But yeah. but it was cool. I was finally at least offered a spot. Congrats. At Gone Graham Clark's show, yeah. which is a big deal for me. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> So you're doing this mental health show that will already have happened. It will already have happened by the time this comes out, so hopefully it was good, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's called Seasonally Affected, and it's at the Little Mountain Gallery. Uh, and I've never done a show with Little Mountain before, so that's that's really exciting. Um, and this really, really cool, cool, awesome person, past guest Marta Wesselhoff, yeah. is organizing it, so I'm really excited to be on it. And future guest, probably, Maddie Vu, is running a show called Blood Feud that he asked me to be on for the 17th, so I'm really excited about that. 
And I'm going to go tomorrow and do a, a gay open mic, which I'm really excited about. So I got a few things on the horizon. Nice. So, yeah. Creative fulfillment. Absolutely. But I think that's going to be about the only stand-up I do in December, because it's otherwise just such a crazy busy month. Oh, hopefully I'll do some at the nearest party, too. Yeah. Because I am very funny, and everyone needs to hear me. <laughs> I had a little bit of a creative renaissance just in my own mind. Did you? Um, I got a haircut, and I was talking to... <laughs> take some of the weight off while I was getting the haircut I was... <laughs> sorry I'm done while you were getting the haircut I was talking to the hairdresser who I really love and she also plays in a band and I mentioned to her you know like oh I, have, I was gonna have band practice today but then our drummer was sick and etc and then later in the conversation she was like oh, are you playing with any like who are you playing with and I was like oh nobody and she's like but you said you had band practice and I was like oh <gasps> I am playing with people, oh my god, and like how disrespectful of me to like not, and it's past guest Allison, who's amazing, is yes. our drummer, and she's the best. But she was sick, because her immune system sucks. Yeah, 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 but like, I was just like, man, I really have to treat these people with way more respect, because I love them all, and they're all very talented musicians, and instead of being so like, I don't know, I joined their, their group being like, I'm just gonna come in every once in a while, and we'll just play together every once in a while, and we'll just do covers, and... I don't ever want to book shows. I don't want the responsibility for that. I'm like, you know what? I have a lot of songs that I wrote, and I just am performing by myself. Why don't I just fucking bring them to that band? And then yeah. it would be way more fun to play them with the band. And then... Yeah. Yeah, and not just, like, hoard it. Because I'm not doing solo shows anyway. Yeah. So why not just play them with other people and book shows with, like, original songs? So I'm... Right I've, on. Like, I've, like, recommitted to doing that. I'm, like, I'm going to figure out how to, like, arrange some of the stuff and just, right like, leave it up to the awesome musicians to do that Super as well. Super cool. So, creative renaissance. Yes. Oh, and also, I was listening to uh, one of our recent episodes, with the one with Gavin Clarkson, Comedy Gold, and we definitely said we were going to write a song on that episode, oh, so we I have took, to do it. Oh, I took notes. What, what was it, about Diamond Tooth Gertie? Or no, was it, it was about... about Scarlet the Madam. Oh, Scarlet the Madam. Yeah. I could also do a Diamond Tooth Gertie song. I'm sure there's already. We could do, like, a whole, like, 12-album LP about or just a Ladies song about... of the Gold Rush. <laughs> just, that seems very ambitious. I was like, how Oh, would I... Barkerville Sue, Barkerville Sue, she's got some boobs, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I'm writing a song about <laughs> um, how about, I was thinking, how about instead of, like, a 12-CD set, how about just, like, a song with three verses? About a 12-CD set. Yeah. A 12-song album. That got way ahead of us. Yeah, uh, yeah, just one song. One maybe. song with, like, three verses about different notorious ladies. Notorious BC ladies. Yeah. That'd be cool. We yeah. could do that. Well, yeah. I guess Diamond Tooth Gertie's and Yukon Lady. That's the same time zone, though. So it counts. BC Yukon is combined in so many ways. So many ways. It's always, always. We're basically the same thing. Um, I'm actually looking forward to like holiday stuff coming up too. Yeah. Which like weirdly. So like right now we're in your parents' house and we're wrapped up in blankets. <gasps> get here. <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. And the days go, go by. Let the, the water move me down. This is my parents' house, and you are my best friend. <laughs> we are not legally married. You are not my beautiful wife. You are my beautiful Franz. Good. <laughs> good? Holy fuck. Well, you don't think I got those good, good benefits? That was stone cold. Hey, dude, I'm in a nice job, too. Yeah, you are. Oh, wow. Why, why aren't we married? This is crazy. <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> this is the episode where... No. This is the episode where we get married. Oh my god. So yeah, we're in your parents' house right now, and I was just thinking, like, home for the holidays, getting all cozy up in blankets, we mm-hmm. ate a roast bird. <laughs> like, it just, it's American Thanksgiving right now, so yep. everyone's talking about pumpkin pie. It's mm-hmm. pretty nice. Um, and I was just, we're having my family's Christmas, which is a Sinterklaas, St. <laughs> <Saint> Nicholas, <laughs> um, coming up. And I think we talked about it last year, um, about how it's, like, weirdly racist, and there's a lot of, like, poetry in my home that, like, we all write poems to each other and stuff. But I saw a thing on Facebook today that was, like, a picture of St. Nicholas in, like, an old illuminated drawing. And I guess he was Moorish as well. Right. And he had these, this very furrowed brow and he totally looks like a Klingon. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's no. It's a picture of him and a picture of, like, season two Warf. TNG Worf. <laughs> or, like, oh, my God. It was amazing. It truly was. And it just made me, like, way more excited for St. Nicholas again. Because you're like, oh, maybe Michael Dorn will be here. If only. Oh, my God. If fucking only. That guy looks amazing. He's a vegan and a pilot. I believe I've said that on the podcast before. Yeah. That's probably why he looks so good. What is it? That high altitude air and no meat has got him all beautiful. What a sincere delight that fellow is. So I'm just like. He's great. But yeah, so I have to write a poem in a week. Uh Uh-oh. So I have to write this, like, Diamond Tooth Gertie song and a poem for my auntie <laughs> about, do? like, I don't know, I'm gonna get her a bunch of, like, loose leaf tea. What rhymes with tea? <laughs> P. Well, otherwise. Uh, T, but the other spelling? Uh, C, B, as in both the letter and the insect? Me. TV. <laughs> I can make the poem all about me and just write Uh, P. <laughs> Trees? <laughs> That's a stretch. Tree? Yeah, tree. Okay. I was going plural. I don't know. It's just, I'm a visionary. What can I say? <laughs> this particular auntie of mine all, often writes, she was also referenced on the Yukon episode. She was the one that made weird dolls and stuff. Oh, she's the one that makes weird dolls. Of people she hasn't met yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're my friends I haven't met yet. And uh, she, so I usually write her like an esoteric poem. So I might just, like, do, like, some kind of a weird, like, word jumble or something. Just get a typewriter, but, like, type it in the bed of a go-kart going over a bunch of bumps, and then you'll write her an E.E. E. Cummings poem. <laughs> Would the bumps be every period yeah. in space? I carry your Christmas in my Christmas. <laughs> I only know the one E.E. E. Cummings poem. But I like to pretend to write them all the time, almost as much as I like aping the William Carlos Williams poem style. Forgive me. I ate the plums. They was good. (laughs) Whoops. I'm pretty sure that's how the poem goes. Did we already reference that, like, every Emily Dickinson poem can be read to the tune of Gilligan's Island? Oh, yes, we have. Oh, it's so good! (laughs) It's just like your favorite little factoid. (laughs) Because I did not stop for death, it would not stop stop for me. (laughs) I just really like Oh, oh boy. God. I'm getting giddy. I think we need to take a short break and, uh... Get more wine? Yeah, and just kind of recalibrate our shit. Okay, BRB. We're back. Keep it going. We're back! I can keep it going all night. <laughs> all night long. Do, 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 do. All night long. All night. All night long. I don't know that song very well. Is it the yeah, Commodores? Yeah, I just know that part. Uh... 
Is that Peter Lionel Avery? Richie? Oh. Ooh, it's probably Lionel Richie. I hope it's Lionel Richie, because if it's Peter Gabriel, I don't know, it's pretty soulful. Wait, is that racist? That was racist. That was racist. Mm. It was soulful. Yeah. Katie, God damn it. All these code words. All these code words we don't even think about. And then you're like, oh, Lionel Richie, soulful, means he's black. Yeah. Oopsie. Well, it's good to be reflexive about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Peter Gabriel wishes he were. Yeah. da 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that one. <laughs> I want to be... Bow! Your sledgehammer! <laughs> wow, we're gonna have to pay a lot of royalties for this episode. You know what? We're just not gonna say what it is in the audio, <laughs> like, or in the write-up. So. Yeah, in the write-up. And then Sony's lawyers they're can't gonna come have to us. sit through all this shit like you made gold. so much money off of singing these songs by releasing it on your podcast <laughs> that 12 people listen to 12 right. beautiful people we love very we much we love them very much oh my goodness yeah right yeah just, I'm like actually, a full slumber party i'm mood? totally fine but i just uh am really full of food so i'm just feeling like all the blood rushing to my digestive system mm. feels very comfy yep. feels very good it's i'm good full time. of so much good chicken you really went at that chicken that chicken that chicken didn't stand a chance well like okay it was super dead by the time we got it for the for the for the record <laughs> but uh you know we had said we had pledged Do rather you want. i'm super dead <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be you this time. It's this time it's me that's a piece of Hamilton trash. Oh. <laughs> what was that sign that we saw in the... Oh, ha- it, was, it, was, uh, it was the bread rack. And I guess to be cheeky and fun and to just, you know, work some abreaves, the hamburgers and hot dog buns have a banner that just calls them Hams and Hots. So we were singing Alexander Hams and Hots. And it just didn't, yeah. I yeah. didn't even get that it meant hamburger and hot dog until you just said it right now. I was yeah. just like, hams oh, and hots. Hams and hots. Weird. It's just like, obviously they thought that was a cool thing to call it, and that would catch on real fast at this one regional save on foods. <laughs> God bless. That's God bless. You know? Oh my goodness. It's good. But yeah, we had, we had pledged that, you know, we were going to come out here to the suburbs and mm-hmm. like rip apart a rotisserie chicken with our bare hands. We, we pledged. We promised. But boy, howdy, did I ever chicken out because... Oh, no pun intended. Come on! <laughs> it actually... I was trying not to say pussy. <laughs> and I said chicken, which is what the food and was. And then you just said pussy anyway. I know. Oh dear. Which is not what the food was. <laughs> No matter what some of our guests think we do in our downtime. No matter what, no matter how hard they try, but, they can't uh, stop us now. Yeah, so I, I carved it up really nice with a knife. You were like, you like the Grinch carving up the roast beast. Yeah, I didn't want to get my fingers all greasy. But uh, but then after... That fell by the wayside by the second glass of wine. Well, yeah, because then it was like, well, there's still so much meat left on the bones because my carving job was shit, and so then I just like picked at it. it with your delicious. tiny little fingers. So like, good. Nom. But yeah, good. I'm definitely feeling real sleepy. Logie. So. Like you could just take a nap right now. Yeah. You're Ooh. so funny. Like when when sleep wants you, you are, you follow its siren song easily. Like sometimes you are the latest awake person ever. Like you will be up till three or four in the morning if you're keyed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are other times where you're like, I'm tired now at like 1030 during a party and then you just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. And I have such a good sleep. Yeah. No, I love it. It's just so funny, but it's like, it's like sleep never sneaks up on you. Basically. It's just either like not going to come till you tell it to come or it's like, now's the time, Christina, come across the river with me. Yeah. Well, even if it's like, it only, like, I can't make it happen. It's always when it takes me, like, 
So then it's like... <laughs> is it just like the, the pooping stuff you were talking about? Yes! Wait, are you going to cut that out? No! Okay, you're going to leave in the poo. I was going to make that exact simile, but then I was like, I didn't think you wanted to talk about that anymore. <laughs> but basically where I'm like, well, it's time. It's just so funny because those are the th- those are things that I've struggled with in my life because sleeping I'm so anxious. Sleeping and pooping, yeah. The things that babies are really good at. Mm-hmm. So I'm so bad tra- at traveling sometimes is because that throws off my sketch mm-hmm. across the board. But I've gotten better in recent years, and hopefully now that I'm just, like, chilling and grilling all the time on my new drugs, well, who knows, this could be just, like, a initial excitement period. Yeah. You know, like a honeymoon period. But, you know, hey, if it keeps me kind of chilled out and relaxed. Yeah. I just, you know, because nobody really, like, mental health itself is its own stigma, and then, like, pooping is its own stigma. Oh, boy, is it ever stigmatized. So, like, nobody really wants to talk about regularity except for Emily White, so we'll have to get her back on Yeah, here. we need to have, like, a full-on poo episode, and that way we can just get it out of our systems. <laughs> Drop it out, you might oh, say. Oh, you're awful. I'm the worst. Sorry. Like, um, it's, the thing is... But nobody, nobody talks about it, yeah. and so then it's like, we don't know, like, is this normal? What's happening? Yeah. I actually read a thread, too, on Facebook that there was What's happening to my body? Yeah, there was a woman, she's in her 40s, and she's like, I just learned this one fact about menstruation that I never knew, and everyone was like, oh my god, and it's like, because nobody talks about anything, anything, anything. That's too bad. So, like, pooping, it's just like, I guess I am not, I don't have as many hang-ups as... That's good. I thought, because I can just, like, sleep and poop on... Not command, not but command, when it, just when it like, commands me, I'm just like... Just when nature calls. Yeah, yeah, I feel very... <laughs> Wait, is that racist? <laughs> oh, god damn it, I'm very bad at this. I don't know if it is or not. It's from a musical. I think it's just Disney, and I'm also racist. pretty sure that it, it... I always thought that was Elton John singing that part, which is definitely racist. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, just that. <laughs> like... African uh, choir singer Elton John. He just wanted to pull a Paul Simon and Absolutely. just like, get, get, get with lady, on the soles of get, his shoes. Get with Lady Smith Black Mombazo. Oh, God. I, uh, by the way, this is not a butt. This is a wine glass or wine bottle that I'm trying to open. So if it... There we go. That wasn't someone tooting for the record just because we're talking about butt. It wasn't a butt that you're opening. <laughs> it wasn't really just <laughs> Just opening up a fresh butt for company. You know, I'm pulling out all the stops for you, Chris. Yeah, we gotta put a decanter in that business. Oh boy. You gotta oh air, boy. You gotta air it out for company. We got too silly too fast, and we're not even that inebriated yet. I don't feel like, inebriated, I just feel fucking full of food. And this is what it does to me, where I'm just like, I just want to lounge. Are you just spiritually connected to our brothers and sisters in the United States who are still full of turkey? Yeah, I just feel like full-on hedonism bot. <laughs> Ew, I apologize for nothing. But I kind, I kind of apologize for this episode. <laughs> That's fine. It's not nearly as off the chain as our last sleepover episode. Sleepover was fine. It was the... Sleepover part two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but then there was also the double, double deuce of, like, trying to do too many episodes in a day. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, we had trouble with that. This one, we're only doing one. I thought about breaking it up into two parts, doing one at night and then doing one in the morning, but then I was like, no, get it in one. <laughs> get it in one. We're awake. What are we gonna do tomorrow? We're gonna Out make here a, in the suburbs. We're gonna make a fat fucking breakfast and just be languid as all hell. Maybe watch some Netflix programs before we head back to civilization. Mm-hmm. It's just like we're just lounging, you know. It's just a little lady vacation. It's a good time. We were we were originally talking about going and like renting a cabin somewhere, mm-hmm. but then thought that costs money, mm-hmm. and we were able to do this for sixty dollars. Yeah, which is the cost of our groceries and one bottle of wine. <laughs> 
So, 30 bucks a person, not too bad, honestly. Yeah. Like, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty it's good. Definitely, and it was very much a necessary thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I it's always, so, so nice of our parents. Our parents, apparently, I think that you're my sibling now. I um, basically you am. You basically Your are. Your dad did say that he would be my dad. He's a good dad. I recommend him. He's got some experience under his belt. <laughs> I think he's going to do well in the interview. What do the polls say about this dad? Well, I don't, I've learned not to trust polls, Christina. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, but, uh, you know, my, the Gallup poll that just pulled me was like, good dad. You just galloping into the room being like, he's great. My dad is cool. Just like that, you know. Did you just spit your Perrier back into the glass? Was that even that funny? You're still laughing. You're silent laughing. That was not that funny. I just knew. I knew that I was going to make a mess if I didn't slowly drizzle my Perrier back into my glass. Gross. That was really I'm, gross. I'm so sorry. It's, they don't, well, I mean, they wouldn't have known if I hadn't have said it. They would have just heard a blink. I'm exhausted. Oh, sweetie. I'm just so I'm full of food. I'm so energetic. I don't know why. Maybe because I ate more of the kale salad or something, and that's, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's um, snarky soul. Is I'm Katie. I just me. ate more of the kale salad. I just than ate you. more of the kale, like, just because I'm very connected to Mother Gaia. Yeah, and I oh, just. Whoa! <laughs> she, she just came at me like a spider no, monkey. No, I did not. I thought you were about to bite me. I would never. I got bitten by a six-month-old today. She bit you? She's got, yeah, she's got a couple of teeth in there. A little teether? She put her finger in my, or no, my (laughs) finger. No, she put my finger in her mouth and then bit down hard. Just chomped on that shit. It was like, it still hurts. Ow. Yeah, well, six months old, that hurts. That that shits is coming out of there. Yeah. She's probably like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Just another thing that's growing? I couldn't imagine being, like, a baby. Where they're just it like, must hurt, and you must be so tired all the time. Because yeah. your body's just like, feed me and grow and sleep and shit. And also learn at an incredible rate. Oh, yeah. I have way more empathy for children, suddenly. <laughs> I was complaining earlier about how someone brought their child to one of the departments near mine at work, and, um... I wasn't like, oh, how dare you, you know, like a university is no place for a child. Like, fine. It's absolutely, sometimes there are circumstances you gotta, like, whatever. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Everyone deserves to be there and it's all cool, but I'm still allowed to be a little annoyed sometimes. This kid was very noisy. But then I was just like, oh, it's so boring to be up there. Like, I'm bored the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I feel this kid, you know, it's cool. It's fine. But I still hate the girl who was having a personal phone call in the hallway for two hours earlier today. That's too long of a phone call. Yeah. I I, heard, I understand it was several phone calls, but I just, I hate this girl. But she's like 20, so I'm allowed to hate her. Okay. She yeah. should know better. Yeah. That's, they're out of the range of like empathy because you don't know enough yet and, yeah. you know, not quite the like. Yeah, and they were very banal conversations like, oh my god, I can't believe she said that. It was so distracting. <laughs> Everybody around her was trying to study. Aww. It's finals time. Bitch. I've lost all track of time because normally school just like meets out my September to November time in mm-hmm. like chunks of projects. Sure. You know, and now all of a sudden I'm just like, oh my god, it's almost December, what the fuck? Like, when did you finish your master's? Two years ago. And so you're still kind of in that mode? I always think about school. Even when I was off school for five years, like, in between. You still thought about the the, the season specific to school. But yeah. UBC is on only a semester system, right? They're not on trimester. Or are they? I don't uh, know. That's not that interesting. I don't know why I brought it up. Yeah, I 
did UBC a long time ago, so I don't remember. Right, but you did come to school with me. I did. Um, but I still always think about, and I, you know, September, and then it's like mid-October, you're getting all your, like, shit together to then write your final stuff for November. Sure. And so I've kind of tried to, like, structure my work that way a little bit, where we always have, like, a project for the month to carry out. Right on. Or whatever, but yeah. then it's like, all of a sudden, I'm just like, it's December, and now everything is Christmas parties, everything is planning. Yeah, yeah. And then everything is just, like, shutting down for a long time for, like, the holidays. Yeah. So I'm kind of like... I'm just getting so into, I think I referenced this before, I'm getting into, like, Capricorn mode where I'm like, I want all my shit in order before the new year starts. So I want to start 2017 with, like, a kick in the teeth. A clean slate. Yeah, just to be like, fuck this garbage fire of a this year. This year is fucking lick dick. Florence Henderson died today. Oh, man. The mom from the Brady Bunch. Like, come on. Like, obviously not on the same emotional level for me as a Bowie or a Prince, but, like, yeah. Yeah, she was a lively gal, like... Sharon Jones of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Yeah, we haven't heard from Betty White in a while. What's she doing? Oh, man, so... Fuck 2016. But, I mean, I guess it makes a lot of sense because now it's, like, celebrity culture has kind of existed in, its, in close to its current form for about 50 or 60 years, I want to say. Like, 60, 70 years, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so, like, people who came up in that time are mostly already dead. Betty White accepted, I think. <laughs> I hope she's still alive right now or I'll feel like an asshole. But, like, people who are who came up in the 60s and 70s are, like, pretty old and drug-addled now. Mm. So, like, they're dropping off. Yeah. Too much cancer. Oh, God, I got into it. Sorry, 2016 sucked. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the new one. Yeah, so basically, like, I've done this huge, like, filing project, getting stuff in order. I've got some other projects planned for, like, students that I want to have, like, for next year. And just, like, getting all my shit together, basically. So it feels really good. It feels like a nice closure, like, in the dark months... This is when we, like, hunker down and, like, Get wrap the up, like... Hugi or whatever it's called from yeah, Finland? Yeah, 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 But, like, not even cozy, but for me it's, like, efficiency, where I'm like, ah, well, yes. it's not nice out. So German. It's, I'm not, oh dear. Yeah, it's like, I'm not distracted by going outside, I'm not distracted by going for a nice walk, like, if it's... If suddenly you get a beam of sunlight, I will bask in that for as long as I can. Right. But other than that, it's like, you know, there's nothing. It's not even, there's no daylight even. So why not just be in my office? So I've been like get going to work done. like early and staying late just doing things. Yeah. It feels really good to just yeah. be effective. Yeah. Because I'm like, when I come Activity. back, when I come back, like January 2nd is like the first day back. Mm hmm. I just want to be, like, right into it, hitting the ground running for, like, 2017 business. Righteous. So I'm just trying to, like, really wrap up some shit, and I, I like it. That's great. And went through Good a bunch stuff. of, like, folders, and I was just like, ah, I have no outstanding, like, tasks in this range, and it just felt so good. Just clear my desk. Shit skis, man. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. I really, I don't have plans for December, with the mm -hmm. exception of our, our, our New Year's party. Mm -hmm. Um... My family is away for Christmas. I just have... My only plans for Christmas are a Christmas brunch with my brother's family. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And I'm, and because I don't have this pressure to do anything, which is A, fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. B, kind of uh, like unmooring. Like, I do, whoa, it's December. What the hell am I supposed to do? So I think like the things that I really like doing, I'm going to do, which are making, making or at least writing cards for people. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I like to give people Christmas cards if I can manage it, uh, and it sounds like I can this year. I like making cookies at Christmas. That's that's the one sort of crafty thing that I like to do. Mm-hmm. I like to make different kinds of shortbread, usually flavored with teas. Yes. I do a great Earl Grey chai and matcha shortbread, mm-hmm. matcha, however you prefer. Uh, and I found a recipe for a like toffee caramel popcorn cookie that I want to try and make that sounds incredible. So I'm really psyched about that, but I've had this very weird feeling in the back of my head for the last couple weeks, maybe a month, about, um, like, I am not a super religious person or anything, but I was years ago. Uh, you know, I was pretty Christian, I, but I did that totally of my own accord. That wasn't a family thing at all. That was just something that I kind of got hooked into doing and enjoyed it for a while, and then it wasn't right for me anymore, but... I miss the collectivity of church at Christmas time. Like I really do like the whole having sometimes a sermon is a really like nice, pleasant thing. It's not always fire and brimstone, you know, and I miss singing songs with people. Mm-hmm. So I might go to like not midnight mass necessarily, but I might go to like a church Christmas thing to sing songs and stuff. That might be a fun thing. It's kind of a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to really fit that into my life in a way that is both like uncritical and critical but that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. But it is something I feel pulled towards, and there are so many churches in my neighborhood that I think it'd be really easy to find one. Just walk on over and just insert yourself in. They'll be like, every head will turn because your shock of orange hair will just like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who's this heathen? Yeah, she's literally on fire from hell. She's li- She literally <laughs> came from hell <laughs> with doing lesbian stuff. <laughs> Um, and smoking her devil's reefer. Yeah. I like, I hate Christmas music when it's like over the radio in a store. Yep. So much. So much. But I love Christmas songs. There's a lot of songs and I know all the harmonies from being in choir. Mm-hmm. I love the ones that are like the dark hymn, like the Canterbury Chorus. Sure. You know, and all kinds of like all the, there's all the Sufjan Stevens Christmas records where he does stuff. Don't know those. Like, Don't know Sufjan Stevens. Beautiful, beautiful. Har- okay. Cool. I need to be taught. I can maybe introduce you to some Sufjan Stevens. It's very tender and beautiful and emotional music. It sounds like it. But he has a whole Christmas, like, couple Christmas albums where it's beautiful arrangements, um, lots and lots of vocal harmonies, and I had some friends that would get together and do, like, a big caroling group they had. They would, like, distribute lyric sheets. Nice. And everyone would just, like, drink cider and sing songs. That's nice. And then for a while I had a... um, a whole kind of routine at uh, the railway club before it closed. Um, on a oh. Wednesday evening before Christmas, we would do a big Christmas sing-along live at the bar. And so we would all just sing together, and it would be like, it's Christina's birthday at the railway, Aww. but then also Christmas songs, so it's good. And so I also have to think about my birthday party, oh, which yeah. I was kind of feeling on the fence about, like, do I even want to have anything? Of course I do. But do I just want to do the same thing that I do every year? And then I'm like, mm, yes, I do. <laughs> same thing we do every night. Yeah, because like, what consistency is nice, and I have a big house that is good for parties. But um, instead of having like a big, normally I have an open house kind of thing for like the full day, so it's like two until whenever we shut her down. Right. But I just get really exhausted because I'm kind of playing the host um, for the whole day. Mm-hmm. I usually wind up baking a shit ton. Yep. And then I'm very tired, and then normally, like, people trickle in, so there's, like, a clump of three people, and then there's four people, and then there's, like, two people. So it just, like, I feel like I'm putting on, I'm trying to, like, bring people together in a really... In a way that puts more on you. Yeah, it's a little bit exhausting. I have to kind of be performing my host role a lot more. Sure. So I'm gonna 
shorten the hours for my open house this Smart. year. Smart. Um, and instead of like, I was like, I'm going to learn how to make pasta and I'm going to like have this huge dinner this year. I'm just like, how about I just invite people over and it's a potluck? Because yeah. I just don't have the energy. <laughs> yeah, man. But I think it'll be fine. It's just the same thing that we always do. Let's get together and eat food and play I music. feel all right. But I'm... It's the thing that I love to do, so... Yeah. I'm starting thinking... I've been... I mean, a little bit like, oh, I don't really do birthdays now, because I did... I did, you know, um, Jasta threw me one... My sweet, sweet friend Jasta threw me a wonderful 30th birthday, um, you know, coincidentally when I turned 30. Uh, and then when I turned 31, I didn't have a party, but I had a show on the same day as my birthday, March the 1st, if anyone wants to, I don't know, buy me my Amazon wish list. Uh, and a bunch of people came out to that, which was super nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it was cool cause I didn't have to do anything, right? People just came and ate like arancini balls and chicken satays and laughed at my hilarious jokes, which is about the perfect birthday for me. So I might just end up doing the same thing again this yeah. next year, but I don't really, I kind of miss having big birthday parties cause I used to do them real good. Yeah. But I don't know. I just like, I'm feeling age a little bit where I'm like, I'm 32, like, am I going to have another birthday party? Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it open and don't yeah. put pressure on people and they tend to just show up well, that's because just they love it. you. And there's a lot of people that I only see once a year for my birthday and they're always like, oh, I'm so glad I came to this because then I get to see people I only see once a year too. Yep. So it's kind of like a nice little... Yeah. Yeah. Nice little mixer, but I think I'm going to go not as over the top on making, like, I made, like, 16 different baked goods last year. Yeah, I'll make something real good that's, like, vegetarian or something and bring it. That'll be nice. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. We're just party planning on the podcast, no big deal. Yeah, I don't know, it's just, like, does anyone else get this feeling as you get older to just be, like... Uh, I don't know, by my birthday, uh, like... I think that's very common. Yeah. I think it gets to the point where people kind of only do big birthdays. Like, they only do the decade stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe on the fives. I feel like that's a thing I'll do probably is for, like, 30, 35, 40, 45 kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I really get up my own butt and want people to celebrate me. But... I just... I get this, like, I always have to plan my own party. So it yeah. kind of makes me feel a bit bummed. I've had one person plan me one party in my life. I know. That's it. I know. I just, like, really never have, like, and I'm a, I love planning events and I love mm-hmm. having people over and stuff, but, you know, I just kind of feel like it would be nice sometimes, but then at the same time, I'm kind of like... You want it to be a certain way. Well, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, letting letting go for my 30th was actually a really nice thing, but it's also just, like, Jasper really took care of everything, like... Made a tiki bar and just, like, made sure all the people I wanted to be there would be there. And it was just super nice and mm-hmm. low-key. And you were there and a friend of yours was there. It was just, like, and you, you can only come for a bit, but it was super nice. It was, like, a Friday night or mm-hmm. something like that. So it is it is nice when somebody else takes care of it because how can taking care of yourself is a pain in the ass sometimes. I know. And it would be nice for your birthday to just be, like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Everybody just... But I guess that's, like... Just love me. How I want you to, without me having to tell you. Yeah, so I guess that's for me, like, just opening up my house and being like, everyone come to my house and shower me with affection. Yeah. I think that's fair to just ask for that. It's a great, and you know what, people seem really keen to do it, <laughs> honestly. Uh, your birthday's always a ton of fun. Like New it. Year's is always a ton of fun. I'm full and tired. You're full and tired. Well, we don't have to go much longer, Chris. Oh, are we at an hour yet? Kyle! <laughs> 
You are not Lori Kilmartin. Ooh, but I want to be. You're okay. You're a little bit Lori Kilmartin. I'm a little bit Jackie Cation. If there was a song about that, I know. It's I love my mother very much. So. Yeah, but she also doesn't live in your house. I know. I wonder what's going to happen with our parents getting older. Oh, oh no! God, don't get down this track. <laughs> no. Mine just want me to push them off a cliff and then sell their house and take the money. That's great. Yeah. That's very good. God bless my parents. Yeah. My mom is retiring soon and she's just like, so I'm going to be bored. Are you having babies yet? And I'm just like, oh. Oh my God. Put some pressure on your utes. Yeah. She didn't actually, like, she's not pressurizing, but she's like, I'm going to be bored. I'm going to have lots of free time to come to Vancouver if you're going to, like, need help with some stuff. Oh, Joanna. Love (laughs) you to death. That's very cute. That's so good. We got to get her on here. Yeah. We got to do the mom issues (laughs) podcast. That'd be so fun. I'd really love to have our moms on. I wonder how people would feel about that. Mm, the, the, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> who gives a shit? If you're still listening at this point in this particular episode, like that, you probably will love it because yeah. you must love us very much. It's uh, it remains one of my favorite tweets I've ever seen. Was like, how do you think email is secret? Nothing is secret. The only thing that's secret is the last few minutes of a super long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing no one will ever hear. The NSA can't even be arsed. Yeah, you just bury it in all of our benign, like, this is what I'm doing for Christmas. Okay, now that you're not paying attention, let me talk to you about the super secret political intrigue that I have. Alright, we meet under the arch at midnight. Bring your Molotov cocktails. Mm. Oh my god, did I see something that was somebody on, like, Fox Fox News or something called a Molotov cocktail? Something like... I can't remember what it was. I can't believe I started on this track and not knowing what it was. But it, they said something that was completely not Molotov cocktail. It was so funny. I just don't know how I fucked this up so bad. <laughs> that went off the rails so fast. I ruined Christmas, mm-hmm. basically. Oh, Fidel Castro died. 2016's really killing the shit out of people. Holy shit. I don't get news alerts on my phone, so I don't know why that happened. Weird. That's super weird. Hmm. That was very weird. But apparently Fidel Castro died. Uh, farewell Fidel, I guess. Now I'm really curious about the Molotov cocktail thing. I don't know. Interesting. I, I started that conversation thinking this will definitely come to me. And it did not. You were so confident. I was so confident. I thought the confidence would carry me through. I truly did, and I'm a little bit sad that it didn't. That's uh, fine. I thought my brain was better than this. We'll slice it together. We won't. We won't. We're keeping all of this in. Mol- oh, God. It's, it's like just kicked in. Oh, yeah. I hope you can hear the mini fridge and the mini bar. Um, I, it was making me think of this thing that I've been seeing on Twitter or on Instagram a fair bit where people um, just really fuck up a word super bad, like bon appetit. Someone wrote as bone apple tea. Or something like, like they, it's when you only hear words and never see it spelled, mm. which is the opposite problem that I had a lot was that I'd, see, I'd read a lot of big words and not known how they were pronounced, but mm-hmm. like vice versa, it's like bone apple tea. <laughs> that's pretty goddamn close. I like it. That's pretty goddamn close. I think that's the name of the, that was the Twitter handle of that person that introduced me to Popeye's chicken. Oh yeah? What was it? Bone apple tea? Bone apple tea. Was her like screen name or whatever that's really clever yeah just to take that oh okay here it is <laughs> found this it better be good <laughs> it is <laughs> a mazel tov cocktail no 
no, that seems like it's probably anti-Semitic in some way. Oh boy, probably. Probably yep. in lots of ways. I just thought, but, she, but, the thing, but I remember seeing the video and she was like, and these protesters, they're, they're throwing Mazel Tov cocktails. <laughs> like she was as confident in that being the right word that I was confident that I could remember what she said <laughs> instead of Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Wow, that came full that circle. That was a journey. That was a fucking journey, and I'm so glad everybody came on it with us. Uh, are we done? Sure. We could be done. This is bullshit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to end on you feeling so bad. Oh, no, I feel fine. How can we turn it around? I'm just, like, half sorry. If anybody's actually listened this far, um, I very much appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I, I salute your dedication. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I thank you for letting us just blather on, because this is, we're, I mean, we're clock-eating. Yeah, we just wanted to be comfortable in blankets out in the suburbs, and this is what comes out. I was thinking that we might reminisce about, like, childhood homes, but, like, mm-hmm. this is not your childhood home. This is a this place is not. that your parents moved to. After I, I moved out. Yeah, when I went back to Gibson's, I was in the home that was not my childhood home either, so it's, like... Weird feelings. There's weird, you know, you said that you had some, like ancient Tupperware. Yeah, there's like a, uh, like an old Tupperware pickle jar that looks like it came out of Studio 54 or something. It's just so 70s looking, you know, yeah. it's like this chunky yellow plastic. Yeah. And what I really liked about it is that I'm, I think this one might be actually a replacement, but we had the previous one for like 30 years and I think it had my grandmother's writing and a mm-hmm. Sharpie on it and it's just like, you know, sometimes you want a pickle, you don't want to stick your hand in the whole jar, so you pull up this little yellow basket of pickles right up out the brine. It's like a pickle elevator. It's like a little elevator for your pickles, and you can have yourself a little dilly but spear. But so it was, <laughs> it was having some nostalgia, like yeah. that was coming out. And just remembering that when I moved out for the first time, I took a lot of my old Tupperware that, again, that my grandmother wrote on, and she died when I was 11. Like, it was really sad and very sudden, and she was only 68 years old, so... A lot of the things that I had to remember of her were just, like, things that you wouldn't think of as being, you know, heirlooms or something. But I had this, like, big Tupperware salad bowl that she'd just written, you know, she'd written her name on or written the date on or whatever. And it just, I I just realized that, like, it's funny the things that do last, you know. I thought my parents would stay in their original house forever. And I've driven past it a couple of times. It's been repainted a different color. Mm -hmm. They've changed the whole garden. And I realized that if I went into that house, it wouldn't smell like the house did. You know, it wouldn't be the same house. So there are items, there are little, like, ghostly things that you see kind of popping up that just remind you that, like, hit back on your childhood. Like, the pieces of art that are up in this house are the same things that have been up in my parents' house for decades. Mm -hmm. But they're in different places, and they evoke different feelings in different places. And I think think that's a very interesting thing to experience. And, um... And usually when I'm here, I'm a little bit drunk, so it makes it a little bit easier to process. (laughs) When I go to my mom's house in Gibson's, like, there's still, she still collects a lot of things, and a lot of, like, her old jewelry is still in boxes, different places. I found a photo album that she had made for me when I was a baby that's still there. That was really cool to look through that and just be like, oh yeah, I remember the exact placement of all of these pictures, yep. but like the home is not the same. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm very attached to the home that I live in now and I know my partner is very attached to the home, Yeah. but it's like when, like if we have to move to a different thing, like we can bring elements of that with us. Yep. And it's the same, like I have art that I've taken from like my very first apartment that's up in my house now, like mm-hmm. all these things, I'm collecting my own heirlooms and my own family traditions yep. and like creating all this new stuff that I'm going to carry forward so I'm excited about that you can't go home again 
but you can take home with you. Nice. Pithy. I like it. Send it on that. Yeah. Uh, happy Schmanksgiving. <laughs> happy American Schmanksgiving. Last week. <laughs> happy Spanksgiving. <laughs> Make it kinky. Well, did you say if someone can masturbate to this podcast, like... Well, we're bookending it with some dirty shit, yeah. so whatevs, you okay. know? Anyway, take care of each other. Bless the rains down times. in Africa. <laughs> I wish you hadn't just said dark times as I said that. Okay, bye. That was right. Bye. <laughs>